Hello, and welcome to Wyverns and Weirdos Fathomless. I'm your Dungeon Master, Darby, and joining me as always are Eddie playing Tibble, Mitch playing Neris, Laura playing Janice, Jake playing Fishman, Joe playing Alton, Emily playing Cerise, and Zoe playing Lorraine. Let's jump into it. Polaris were ambushed by the crew of the Red Phoenix. Uh, I'm getting that name right, aren't I, Cerise? Red Phoenix? You are indeed getting that correct. Um, and handily dealt with uh, a great deal of the, the crew of the Red Phoenix that boarded their ship. Um, Eventually, seeing a possible stalemate on the cards, um, Hibble called for a parlay uh, as Lorraine lay uh, or stood charmed by a hypnotic pattern from Neris. Um, so, with about 15 minutes between um, the parlay being called and having to go across to the Red Phoenix to discuss. Uh, what would folks like to do? Um, so immediately after the parlay is called, um, Tibble will call out to the remaining crew on the deck um, and he'll be like, all right, y'all, uh, we've got 15. Gather resources, uh, tend to the wounded, senior officers, uh, my office, three minutes. Oh, my cabin, three minutes. Um, and he, uh, turns to where Neris is. He's like, uh. Lad, uh, will you be ha able to handle Lorraine? She really is a sweet lass, but... You know that I can. Of course. So, sort of just to the side, Jonas like, shifts back into his um, Azuma form. Um... And she just shakes his head out a bit, um, like still like with is Lorraine's blood red. It is, but it's not quite the right shade of red. It's a little cooler than you'd expect. That not quite the right shade of red, still kind of staining his teeth um, as he shakes his head out a bit. And then uh, when Tibble uh, tells Everly issues his commands, um, he then turns. And starts uh, with like a little whistle. He has tucked into his um, armor. Um, does a couple of like short, um, and um, then immediately turns around, nods at Neris once, and then turns around and um, starts directing crew. And Neris does return the nod uh, almost immediately, like it, it was something that he was expecting and ready for. Um, 
Tibble, uh, in the meantime, he uh, nods at bo- nods up at both of them, <laughs> um, and then turns on his heel and um, scampers down below deck. Um, so goes back on his all fours and scampers below deck. And um, as he passes on his way, he um, calls out to each person he does pass. So um, you're right there, Tim. Did a very good job, lad. (laughs) See ya. Thank you for following orders. (laughs) Sorry, I don't know what that was. A little bit Russian there. Bones, good job as always. Good looking out. Um, and he scampers past each of them, uh, making his way towards the mess hall. Um, now, are uh, any of the senior officers in the mess hall? Um, has Alton returned to the mess hall? Um, has Fishman shifted from where he was? Or He would have been on that first um, deck below um, down one flight of stairs, essentially, where the cannons were. Um, he would have been helping load cannons as per previous orders. Yeah. Um, as Chibble was scampering past, he kind of does that thing where, like, you see a cat run too fast and then they have to sort of skid to a stop and they scutter a little bit but then turn, kind of like Tokyo Drift stuff. <laughs> he drifts a little bit and turns to the side and stops himself and stands back up on his um, hind legs and he's like, ah, yes, of course, apologies. Uh, care, fishman, uh, hold orders for now. Maybe keep them loaded in case we need, in case we need a good escape. Sorry, I'm losing this accent very quickly. <laughs> um We've called a parlay. Fishman, I may need your assistance. Uh, my court is in about four minutes. He checks um, like a little pocket watch. Fishman would load the last cannonball um, and he would approach Tipple and like bet down to his knees and say, I would very much like to meet to this Thunderbolt, Captain Thunderbolt as they say. Right? How exciting. You know of them? Oh, yes. Fed by many shears. All tall tales, I'm sure, but I'm delighted. Um, And yet he will turn around and um, give you like a salute and then uh, walk away quickly, helping the others kind of pack up and get ready. And then he'll make his way to the captain's quarters or wherever it was that you said to meet. Yeah. It was the captain's quarters that he was yeah. going to. Yeah. Um, anyway, Alton. Yeah. Yeah. I think Alton, um, he would be in the kitchen. Um, just kind of like uh, getting a, a big stash of medical supplies ready, like boiling water and getting bandages and stuff. Um, also, as you enter, you see a little, uh, a, a big um, brown rat kind of like jumps, uh, does a little hop off the uh, the bench and scuttles up to sit on his shoulder. Um, hmm? 
Yeah, so, um, sorry, were you done? Uh, yeah, yeah. There was a little bit of a delay. <laughs> Apologies. Um, yeah, so Tibble um, scampers into the mess hall um, and uh, at first he will notice you, Alton, um, and he'll give you a nod and he's like, that was good work out there, kid. You did well. Ah, oh, thanks. It's uh, haven't gotten the chance to really test out some of my weapons yet. Glad they worked. It was good. It was good looking out for a uh, fisherman. He's not uh, getting any younger, you know, just like me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get that. No, that's no problem. Mm. I um, unfortunately, he might have to see see her if she know if she's got any spell spots left you don't want to mess around with um, a shock i i'll uh well i have a task for him first but i'll advise him shortly uh, after to go give her a look of course it's uh, just a precaution i'm sure you did very well patching him up though and how are you feeling I'm fine. I mean, can't say I love combat, but I didn't really get any hits in on me apart from some. Full of a whip. Good. I uh, may need your assistance, uh, but I do need a moment alone with me wife, if that's all right. Can you meet me in me quarters in about... We got about two and a half minutes. Of course. Yeah. You have a senior officers are meeting there as well. All right, I'll be there soon. You enjoy uh, making eyes of each other, right? <laughs> ah. and See you soon, <laughs> He bundles up the rest of his, like, supplies and then kind of, like, looks down at the rat on his shoulder and goes, all right, good on you on staying safe there. Although I don't know, I reckon you could have. Uh, I reckon you could have taken out a couple of ankles. All right, back in. Don't get into the grain storage. And wrap pops off his shoulder back onto the bench. Tibble um, gives a nod to Rat and squeaks. Uh, well, Alton would hear him squeak a couple of things, just a couple of pleasantries, which Alton wouldn't be able to understand, but Rat certainly would. Of like, good job there, Rat. You being a good boy? Good, good lad. <laughs> As Tibble can speak with small creatures. I like to imagine that Rat would talk back very politely. Like, oh yes, thank you. I, I would have quite liked to have nipped a couple of ankles, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you're the best of us, Rat. Oh, I try. Um, and uh, once he's seen off Rat and Alton, um, Tibble makes his way further into the kitchens to find his wife. Um, so walking into the storeroom, um, he would find a catfolk woman about three times his height, which to say isn't very tall. Um, so there is a very beautiful 
um, stark white, long furred, uh, three foot tall cat folk, um, in the kitchens. She is, um, she might be folding over some doughs for some pies for the night's dinner. Um, and she's wearing a cream dress with, um, a red tie up lace vest, um, and a, like a belt pouch that has a whole plethora of, um, herbs and spices. Um, some look more medicinal, some look, um, more for cooking. Um, and you can tell by her paws and also just by the well-wear of, um, all of the tools and materials she has on her, um, that she works hard. Um, and Tibble, uh, in almost a bit of a cheek, um, sneaks up behind her and um, gives her a little bit of a squeeze on the waist and uh, you would see her turn and there's a frown on her face um, as she frowns down at her husband and her hands um, working fast to communicate with him um, start scolding him. And he laughs heartily and speaking along while he signs, um, back to her, um, (laughs) he says, sorry, sorry, love. I just, uh, I saw an opportunity. So I seized it. Now you don't have to call me such harsh names. I just wanted to come say hi to my wife, the beautiful light of my life, my sun and stars. Is that not allowed after a skirmish like that? Come here, give me a kiss. And he um, leans up on his tippy toes and um, Cara Clover, um, wife of the captain and um, kitcheness, unofficial cook role. Um, She leans down and um, rolling her eyes gives Tibble a soft kiss. And after a few moments, they have a few, a bit of a back and forth conversation um, until it's time for Tibble to move on and move to the cabin. And he does so. (laughs) All right. So, um, once Tibble enters the cabin, um, he takes stock of everyone there. He's like, uh, yes, wonderful. Thank you all for uh, coming at sh- such short notice. As many of you may have already heard, I have organized a parlay <laughs> with Captain Thunderbolt. Is that not incredible, crew? Captain Thunderbolt. It is certainly most. For, it's certainly most formidable. Captain, lad, Captain Thunderbolt, you've not heard of her. She's feared among many. The most feared pirate of all seas. Apparently, 
and we get to parlay with her. Seems like quite the opportunity indeed. See, Fishman knows what I'm about. I know not of them, but the fact that you know means that they are respectable. Thank you, Milad. Of course. Now, um, this could go bad. I mean, she is known as the most feared pirate of the seas, but um, I'm sure that's tall stories. Like, she can't be that bad. But just in case, um, I would appreciate if um, Janice and Fishman, you accompanied me across for the parlay. Alton Neris. I would appreciate if you were able to stay back and manage the crew. Would that be all right? Alton looks over at Neris for a moment and then turns back and says, yeah, of course. I mean, it, it makes sense. Now you talk about her, though, sounds like uh, quite the opportunity to miss uh Maybe you could pick up on a few, you know, get a couple of secrets of the trade or something. I am sure I can learn, learn many a thing from her. I'm sure she can learn many from me. A wonderful idea as always, Elton. But yeah, well, I can trust the ship in our hands. Neris. Um, is Neris with you guys, or is he still up with, uh, Loren? Oh, good question. Because I believe Loren was still under the, the charm effect. Um, I think potentially, um, as the captain was calling everyone to the, um, uh, to the captain's chambers... Uh, Neris probably just would have given a, a nod to um, the captain as this is most likely a situation that they've been in a few times before um, so I would think there would be a an understanding between them of we know what our respective roles are here Wait Where is Neris? I thought I called all the scene Ah, yes, Loren, that's right. Uh, Alton, a senior ranking officer that is not um, having to harbour, well, a captive. Yeah. You'll be in control of the crew. Keep them well behaved, all right? Absolutely, quite a promotion three months in. <laughs> but you can trust me. Look, lad. You've worked hard, you deserve it. Alton kind of like eyes him like he doesn't know how to take that statement. Because, yeah. He probably this. doesn't quite know whether or not Tibble is joking either. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and so Tibble, uh, he clasps his, clasps his hands. He's like, all right. 
Wonderful. We've got about, uh, well, by my watch, about seven minutes until the cold uh, parlay. <laughs> so those of you that are coming along with me, uh, meet in uh, about five minutes at the path across and we'll go together. Excellent. You got five minutes of free time. Spend it well. Go on. Disperse. And Janice nods and then really storms off to, strides off to get things in order. It's also a very funny scene because Janice and Fishman are both incredibly tall. I believe Fishman's seven feet tall, if that's correct. Then we have Tibble. <laughs> yeah, let me check specifically. Tiny little man. <laughs> and then Alden, who's quite a short elf. Yes, six foot eight. Six foot eight, nice, yeah. Taller, taller than Janus. Um, and just like, okay, see you all out there. The, the winds feel favourable today. And then he strides out. Neris and Lorraine, is there any conversation between you two? So, um, Neris looks at everyone as they're all trailing off underneath the ship, um, uh, either off to their respective duties or to the captain's quarters. Um, and, and Neris is left alone on deck with the person that Arguably just tried to kill him, um, and who he has entranced in a hypnotic pattern. Um, so, firstly, he's just going to give this individual a quick once-over looking for any sort of, like, not, like, going for anything, but looking for, like, a spell book of some description. Um, I'm assuming there would be nothing... No. Uh, there's her very clearly magical staff, but apart from that, she keeps... She has a lot of things on her. They all appear to be jewellery, compasses, uh, navigation items. Right. There's a pouch on her thigh, but nothing that would hold a book. Okay. Um, Neris takes no interest in anything else. Um, and he will come up and very, very softly um, just say we are in a parley we are to both stand down while negotiations are taking place now I'm going to release you now please don't punch me in the head and he will release the spell and take like four steps back Loren just crashes to her knees, suddenly mentally aware again of the bite to her shoulder. Um, and there's a lot of things that Neris would see, and um, there's like this momentary panic where it seems less as if she's worried about the wound and more about her clothes 
she seems to be checking to make sure that there's no big holes in them. Nothing where skin would be visible as she pulls it together. Then she just kind of comforted in that, leans forward on both her hands, sitting back on her haunches, kind of cracks her neck a bit and goes, but you're so very punchable, Neris. I do not like that tone. I'm joking. I'm not going to break the rules of parlay, kiddo. And she, like, sits back on her haunches and looks up at him. I'm your prisoner. Woo. <laughs> There's, um, very noticeable relief that does cross Neris's face. Um, and he does kind of square himself up a little bit more. Um, say <clears throat> um, so he kind of squares himself up a little bit um, and um, and turns to this person and to, so um, well welcome to the ship I um I must say you caught me by surprise. That tends to be my MO. You are... have magic, no. You have powerful magic. I... Ah, oh, thank you for the compliment. Was not a compliment. Where do you find it? Where does it come from? Come from? Comes from me? Do you control your magic? Or does it happen? It's sort of a mixture of both. I control it and make it do what I want to do. But, uh, you know, sometimes you feel the call of the ocean or you feel the call of the storm. That's where my magic really comes from. See, I'm what some people call a, a storm sorcerer. That's one of those things they'd write about in those little books of yours and she kind of points, uh, goes to point with the arm that was bitten and then kind of flinches as the pain kind of shoots through her again and she points with her other hand at his spellbook. All you learned magic types define everyone else into categories. I was born in a storm so I'm a storm sorcerer. My power comes from the storm. So I channel it through me. It is outside me and within me. All that yada yada yada. How uh Quaint. So your magic, when it is raining, you can use your magic better. 
Why would the rain matter? I mean, it certainly makes for better cover. Captain certainly likes fighting during rainstorms. It looks cooler. It's more cinematic. Why would looks matter? You either win the fight or you lose. Doesn't matter if you look good if you lose. You're not used to this, are you? I am more accustomed to not getting involved in fights at all. I could tell. We get in fights for a living. 50% of it is intimidation, is being scary. And she kind of, for a moment, again, it's like she grows fangs and her eyes go to those cat pupils again as she just kind of bares her teeth at him to see if he flinches. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> and then her face goes back to normal. <laughs> and she says, you're off your guard then? Easier to hit you. And you know, it makes for a better legacy, better story. Captain Thunderbolt. That's a name that strikes fear. You don't get that just by winning or losing. You get that by putting on a show. Well, yes, but you lost, so... That was all very now showy. you're just getting into the particulars? Well, yes, that is what matters. Well, it looked good while we were losing, didn't we? I don't understand Meanwhile, you. you. looked like a scared little fish. I don't... I'm not entirely sure how many fish you have seen in your life. I have not seen one with arms and legs before. Well, actually, that is incorrect. I have seen one. I have not seen more than one fish with yeah, arms and I legs before. Yeah, I've also seen the one with arms and legs. That one is um, atypical of this area. But see, that's a man who understands style. Understands the image. The intimidation? You see that fucking thing running at you, you're gonna turn the other fucking way. Would you... I am all for having a pleasant conversation, but could you please uh, mind your language? Apologies? I didn't know this was a PG-13 ship. I don't know what that means, but I thank you for your apology. Right, so Neris, and she kind of gives him a look up and down, and it is very clearly a look at this weedy man look. She goes, am I getting thrown in the gallows or am I to wait up here until the parlay bargain is done? Well... I don't know if there would be uh, <clears throat> much use throwing you into the gallows. I saw you turn into mist. So I know for a fact you can get through iron bars when you turn into mist. 
So there would be no point. A logical man. Besides whether or not you would plan to escape, you would do that just for the show. Am I wrong? Certainly would freak you out a little bit, wouldn't it? Well, no, because I would understand it now. You have told me everything about yourself. You would, I would put you into the gallows, and then you would wait until my back is turned. You would turn into mist, and then you would be standing there with your arm propped up on the wall saying, well, that wasn't a good idea, was it? Are you going to put me back there again? And it would just be, there would be no point to it. She kind of just laughs a little bit, and it sounds very genuine. She's not laughing at him. She she thinks it's funny. And she's like... You know, I don't care what the people on the docks say. You're hilarious. What do the people on the docks say? It's not my fault, you're a no-nonsense tradesman. And, uh... Nurse just kind of blinks a couple of times. And I guess he ponders this for a little bit. <laughs> Loren just, like, looks a little smug. Kind of rolls one of her shoulders back tucks her um her staff into her side and just kind of sits on on the deck still kind of holding her shoulder but now out of pain and not concern and she just looks over at the red phoenix and now I'll wait it's now we wait Is there anything folks want to do before going over for the parlay? Over on the Red Phoenix, speaking of, um, right as everything sort of goes back to, you know, the parlay, Cerise immediately orders a couple of her sailors to sort of stand guard at the... Uh, magical walkway between the two ships as she stalks uh, across and into her cabin probably with the little blue pseudo dragon following at her heels seeing as Loren is no longer on the ship and uh, Cerise makes her way into her cabin and the second she shuts the door she sags down a little bit grits her teeth and pulls the crossbow bolts out of herself and like leans on a wall, grabs a bottle from the nearest shelf and takes a swig. And then she tidies herself up and sits at her desk with her feet propped up, waiting. Janice would have gotten ready pretty early. Um, he already has his weaponry. He would have just like slid off some of the blood, spit off some of the blood on like his sleeve 
kind of like done a few stretches and then again gone over to make sure that everyone is being looked after they know what they're doing um they know where the quartermaster is then they know where everyone else is as well um and then he is going to go and stand and wait um where Tibble directed him to wait and um <laughs> he'll be there early so if anyone is there early too he will <laughs> be waiting <laughs> that's what he does <laughs> Yep. Um, Fishman's probably one of the more eager ones to go across, so he probably would have been first out. Giles kind of like spies Fishman approaching the other side, like, and he just kind of like his mouth quirks into his screen and he's like, good job there, Fishman. I didn't really do much except take a couple of hits and do a couple of hits. Seemed to piss them off, though, regardless. I believe I did not phase them whatsoever. Well, we'll see. They literally just laughed at my taunts. Better luck next time, friend. He, like, kind of goes to punch him in the shoulder. (laughs) Um, you might have punched him, like, a part where he was, like, bandaged or given, like, a very quick first aid. So he he would have flinched a little. Oh, my apologies. (laughs) It is fine. It's part of battle. But... This Captain Thunderbolt intrigues me. Yes, I mean, you know, she's um not a candle to my darling Anna, of course. Uh, chaotic, strong, pure, but she sounds exciting, I suppose. Oh, you know, not not, not, not long till shore leave, so um, I'm looking forward to seeing her once more. But um, yes, the Captain Thunderbolt, she should be uh, uh, formidable, it sounds like. I haven't had much experience with her, but I've heard of her, of course. From what I noticed, they seem quite... Oh, what's the word? Ah, they know where their advantage lies, and they definitely stay in that place. Yes, yes, I suppose so. Do you think we've won this fight, or do you think that perhaps there's something more to this? Perhaps this parlay was what they were wanting. He kind of leans a little bit more on, like, um, the glaive that he has kind of, like, standing on the deck. Difficult to say. It seemed to be a little bit easier than I thought it would be. We did we did have clearly what was one of the key um, ship members captured, though, so that might also help. But it could be a trap. We would have to be careful. Keep guard of the captain. But um, we'll, and we'll you're have to see. keeping guard of the ship, yes. Yes, yes. Should all be in order. There wasn't too much structural damage, thankfully. So it's good that we called parlay when it was. Nice, quick, short assault is always good. But yes, um, should be interesting. In fact, did you did you see the big hat on that captain? Actually, it was yes, and not a candle to any hat that my wonderful Anna would wear. But you know, haven't seen a nice hat like that for years. Actually, sort of reminds me. I tell you what, he kind of looks around for a moment to see that like Tibble isn't about to reach up. Reminds me actually of a captain I served under during my past years at sea. One time, he had a great big hat, feathers and everything, similar but you know brighter. Strong. It's true, it's true, you know. Um, and in fact, uh, I don't know if you'd heard that, actually. He used, he was, um, he was involved in all of that, um, the, the God saying thing back in the time, you know, that, uh, where all those, like, portals were opening up everywhere. Um, uh, was quite one of the, one of the famous heroes of Karas, that sort of thing, you know? I do faintly know of them. I know of the events. 
yes, I, I don't remember what his full name was, New Man or something like that. But yes, um, you know, on the um, the the, the ship Maynage. Um, yes, you know, it was a was a great year, but a short one, of course. He had lots of travels to go on, but um, yes, it was. Uh, did you just say New Man? Yes. Did you hear of him? Maybe you've served under him. New Man. Is that yes. metaphorical? Nearly as tall as you. No, he's philosophical. A, a, a cat folk. Very tall, you know. That's um. What does that have to do with cat folk? I, I, I don't quite know. He was. It was a good captain, though. Loved a party. I can tell you that he was a conga king. Some might call him. Well, I guess he does have the captain's hat, as you said. So. Yes. Yes. Precisely. You know. Um, it, it, much like me, he'd felt met plenty of enemies many times his size. So you know. Did I tell you that one time that I wrestled a crab and then beat it with its own claws? A, a giant crab. <laughs> you not, speak not a of this crab. often. That wouldn't be yes. very yes, And yes. Um, at this point, he quickly brings out a book and puts another tally or what you would assume <laughs> is a tally next to crab fight. <laughs> oh, good. It was a, a splendiferous fight. Oh. Hmm. He, like, it kind of like goes a little bit quiet and then like looks around like to see these people he got. Oh, hmm. <laughs> no, Ed, please don't uh, misunderstand. I enjoy it. Oh, of course. Well, because my dear Anna loves all these stories as well. So, you know, it's so hard without her on the this, on this sea for so long. And I don't think you particularly need to share these stories when you can simply just show your might. Oh, of course, of course. But, you know, it's, uh, well, it's good to spin, in a, spin a tale, a factual tale, of course. So, uh, yes, maybe we'll, well, maybe we'll weave a new one together today. This is what the winds will call us. Oh... This is what Shognash has planned for us. I can see it now. Let's hope to victory. We shall see. And then, um, I guess, yeah, Fishman will kind of just put his, like, cross his arms and rest against, I'm guessing, the wall of the ship where this magical bridge is connecting the two boats and wait for Tibble using small talk as a way to pass the time. Janice patters on about his strange tales, cool, fun captains he's served under, including New Man on the ship Maynage, um, and um, also his wife and five children a lot. <laughs> All right. So eventually, I imagine Tibble uh, arrives and escorts them across to the Red Phoenix where the three are greeted seems too cordial a word, but uh, they, they are welcomed aboard and taken to Cerise's uh, quarters, parlay with her. As um, the captain is making uh, his way across the arcane gate bridge, uh, connecting the two boats. Um, Neris is going to look down uh, from the uh, from the helm, um, and he's just going to sort of wave his hand and point um, at the captain. And Tibble, you hear in your head Neris's voice uh, saying, "Hold fast, stay true, don't die." 
is this the kind of magic spell that Tim can respond to? <laughs> um, I don't believe it is message. Oh. Okay, wonderful. Um, Tibble, um simply responds, um, thanks for looking out, kid. You're doing well. Take it easy. He goes across. Continues scampering across on all fours. Like a little mouse. Next to these two very tall beings who are walking on their hind legs. Alright. Cerise, uh, what do Kibble, Janice, and Fishman see as they uh, forwarded through to your Quarters. So as they enter the cabin, it is all furnished in very dark wood with a lot of um, any fabric that is in there is a very rich, deep red colour. Um, sort of cases and shelving that are covered in books. Uh, on one side is a... a floor-to-ceiling sort of cabinet that is full of strange glass bottles with lots of different colours and different labels that some are faded, some are new, just a little menacing looking. And uh, Cerise is sitting at a desk in the middle of the room with her back to a large sort of window, um, feet up on the desk, and as they enter, she says, Welcome to the Red Phoenix. Do take a seat. Uh, Chibble um, bows uh, quite deeply, um, like with his arm to the side, and he's like, Captain Thunderbolt, it really do be a pleasure. And he takes a seat. Um, this is, uh, <sighs> Janice, my bosun, and master at arms. No hard feelings. And he grins with his, like, wide sharky teeth. Of course not. And he just folds his arms and just stands there next to Tibble. And, um, me navigator, uh, well... The crew know him as the fishman. I wouldn't say navigator as such, but more the person who sees everything. And it's a pleasure to meet you. Interesting. And as everyone sort of comes closer to Cerise, you can see now that you're up close. She is wearing a shirt that's quite sort of open at the chest and she's covered in scars and she's got them up her neck. Um, and one in particular cuts sort of straight down her face through her eye. And the eye on that side is a, a cool, icy blue, and the other, the eye on the other side is a deep purple. And she just crooks her eyebrow at you, 
And um, so it's not often that we get ships like yours passing through here. What might you be uh, doing in this area? See, Lass, um, I can't say that I'm at liberty to say, not without knowing what you're doing here. I mean, you seem lovely and all, but you did board me ship. This is my territory. It's open waters, Lass. <laughs> here be pirates. I here also be my ship. Not many people come through this way. You must be very brave or very I... stupid. Well, I can't speak to me intelligence. I feel like I'm not qualified for that. But um, I certainly know that I've got a gr good crew behind me that we have bested many before you and most likely will many after. Though I will take the compliment less. I appreciate you think that we're brave. Cerise just sort of chuckles a little to herself and then um... so what are your terms to the parlay then? Well, for starters, we want free passage to go on our way to do our business. Is that all? As I said, for starters, what is it you'd like, lass? She like leans forward. Your company for a little while. Can Tibor roll an insight? He's not very good at it, but can he roll an insight? <laughs> Okay, sorry, I gotta go back to um, his abilities. Apologies, <laughs> good negative one. Oh, Tibble, I love you. She's not. She's not hiding anything. For once. Apologies, oh. oh, gotta find my day twenty in this mess. Oh, Tibble, that's an eighteen. <laughs> good little yeah. boy. Uh, Cerise just genuinely seems interested in this strange little mouse man. Okay, but it's it's interest, not like interest. It's yeah, no, it's just interest. Just the former interest, perfect. Former interest, yes. So he um, squints and watches, uh, squints and sort of. 
observes her for a moment, and then he's like, I, I can cop that. I'd be delighted to partake in your company, the company of the great Captain Thunderbolt. I've heard many things. I'm sure you have. I'd be interested to see how many of them are true, if I'm honest. You know how tales get. I I do. Get a little bigger than they should. Aye, yes. I once went to an isle that had uh, heard of me before, of my sailing prowess. You know, they thought I was a giant mouse. All one foot of me. I'm short for a telpin. I have not met many of your kind. Ah. Ask you surely can't be looking too hard then. Or maybe you're just not looking down. Where about? Cerise does very loudly snort at that. <laughs> she leans back and pours a couple of drinks and sort of puts one in front of Tibble and picks one up and like leans back and starts drinking slowly. Captain Thunderbolt, apologies, but I cannot, in my right heart, partake um, while in the company of my crew without also offering them a drink. But I'm also not going to beg of your uh, your supply, so. And he kind of pushes the glass back to <laughs> I mean, no offense, love. Sorry. Cerise nods and, and pulls out another couple of glasses from underneath her desk and pours a couple more. And sort of just offers them if anyone would partake. Absolutely. You're too kind, Lass. <laughs> Tibble um, takes one of the glasses. Um, he does sniff it first, uh, not to check if it's poisoned. He's <laughs> too trusting for that, um, but just to sort of determine what sort of alcohol it is. Uh, red wine. Red wine. Very, very well aged. Ah. Is this a uh, Navoran red I smell? Yes. Difficult to come across in these parts. You honestly are too kind. Your reputation, last does not precede you in the ways that, uh, well, that I am experiencing here today. Not many. Not many get my hospitality. For many reasons. But as I said before, you seem interesting. Hey, I'd like to hope so. I mean, I've been around, lass. How long have you been sailing for, then? Oh, most of my life, really. 
since I was not but a young little kip. Set sail on the seas in my twenties. Along with me wife, of course, for a life of adventure and travel. Seeing the sights, you know. What about you, Laugh? It's a very long tale. But I have been sailing for many decades. Well, I'm sure me wife wouldn't mind me saying, but you look fine for your age. Like in the Voren wine, aged wonderfully. He takes a deep sip. <laughs> See, lads, I don't know what everyone's so worried about. She seems lovely to me. Yes, sir. Very lovely individual. I believe it's image. Yes, that. They are definitely lovely. They've, I believe you put on a bit of a facade, do you not? Of course. It's respectable and it's good. You laughed in the face of my taunts. You took two blows from Eor Gwendai and you seem unfazed. For the record, does anyone here speak Elvish? Or know Elvish? Uh, I believe I do. Not me. Where do we find that on the character sheet? <laughs> uh, bottom left. Got it. It's fine. No. <laughs> yes. Um, birds of binding. Um, you seem to be quite a force to be reckoned with. Thunderbolt. Captain. Thunderbolt. Force of nature, some would say. I like it. And you seem very well versed in magic. You know where your strengths lie. You seem very tactical. One doesn't get very far for very long on the sea if they don't. Some would say they'd be shocked if they did something stupid and went into a disadvantaged position. Cerise smirks Ash at that. And, um, you're quite formidable yourself. Thank you. He raises his glass as if to cheers. She raises hers. Um, taps the glass if it's close enough, and then he will wave a finger at the glass, um, casting a cantrip and the wine will sort of wind its way out of the glass and spin above his finger and then he'll just yeet it into his mouth. (laughs) Now that's a fun trick. Seems we're all full of surprises here. Indeed. So I, I understand this is your territory, but... And you may just be attacking any passerby ship, but surely you would have noticed that this ship is perhaps a little bit more dignified than others. 
excited. Do you not have any bias? Do you just attack any ship or? Any ship that is foolish enough to come into these waters without their colors raised. Yes. Fair enough. And what do you plan on doing now? Most of the crew that you saw today are still in training. Clearly they're not ready. Perhaps not ready, but very loyal. Apologies for that, by the way, lass. Not to worry. There's always plenty more. Oh no, I mean, you did board us, but... Sorry, that was like two voices at once. You apologies. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to interrupt, Fishman. Me old friend. I was just saying that um, apologies for the lost crew today, but to be fair, you did board us, so we did what we had to. Of course. One must defend oneself. Although, you were quite impressive there, and she shifts her gaze to Janice. Yes, sorry about that. I hope your offsider is all right. I'm sure she will be. Although, you might have to apologise to her little friend. Um, And if you were to turn around, scratching at the door to get out is a little Lucido dragon. Oh, interesting creature. (laughs) Does it count as a small beast? Um, Let me check. (laughs) It is a tiny dragon. If it doesn't count as a small beast. No, it is not a beast. It is a dragon. Never mind, you've ruined my fun. I apologize, small creature. Again, no disrespect, ma'am. Blood was spilled in the water first. You know what happens when that... sometimes... things occur. We both knew the risks. There aren't many like you around. I should like to think so. Yes, I'm sure. Well, I'm sure you've got places to be. Oh, sorry, were we done negotiating? Do I get to take Lorraine as a ward? <laughs> I'm sure she can join the crew. I've met the lass a few times, do you know? Yes, I'm well aware of how social she is. It's funny seeing uh, skin folk like y'all uh, speaking in a similar accent to those of the Isles, the fur folk of the Isles, you know? We've had many a joke about it, me and Loren. I'm sure you have. I would like my navigator back then. 
Yes. I can imagine you most likely would. I mean, I, we wouldn't get very far without fishmen on board for us, so. Admittedly, it would be very hard to hold her if she decided to leave. Well, how about this for a bargain? Loren, for a favor. What kind of favor? Say we uh, come across a job one day. Gets a little bit hairy for me and the crew. Might be something a fearless pirate captainess could uh, help with. I'd be honored. I like Yes. Very well. Should you need this favour, get in contact. And Cerise puts out her hand. Chibble puts out his little paw. (laughs) (laughs) He shakes it. Has truly been a pleasure, lass. Certainly has. You know, you're... Well, I can say from my experience that you're just as powerful as they say you are, but not half scary. You haven't seen my third side. And she rises from the table and and walks around into the door and opens it. Um, that's still a good side of you, I'm sure. Uh, I am married. I'm not, uh, obliged, but if you're implying that that side of you is bad, I can assure you that it's not. With all due respect, ma'am. She just chuckles. Um, did the dragon get out there? Are the doors yes. open? Or? Yeah, that's what she was. That's what she was doing. She was letting the dragon out. He's probably <laughs> running up, and I'm trying to run across to find Loren. Speaking of which, while this is going on, uh, Loren, Alton, is there anything that the three of you are doing? What's a girl got to do to get a band aid on this ship? <laughs> All right, all right. Uh, I'll finish my conversation with Neris. So, and he um, he starts bandaging, uh, bandaging up um, Loren. He's like, so, uh, I mean, you can join in as well. So uh, what, what do you think they let me get away with as um, temporary captain? Do you think I could, like, change someone's role or something? Uh, do you think I could, uh, I could um, order... Janus to admit that he, uh, his wife and kids don't really exist. Bandage, bandage, bandage. Um, there's a brief look of almost like annoyance um, and 
a couple of other emotions before he kind of has a thought and goes, You know, I, um, I believe being temporary captain gives you all the privileges of a normal captain. You'd be able to do whatever you would want to do. Uh, however, I think as soon as the captain does return, you would once again be replaced. So you should perhaps do whatever you want to do as quickly and swiftly as you possibly can. Absolutely. I will stand guard and watch over to make sure nothing happens. Thanks. Thanks. It's, uh, it's good to get a, a veteran sailor's knowledge. Hmm. Dang, what should I do? So many possibilities. So many possibilities. You could let me go. That is not one of them. What? I'm just feeling left out with you two here. You are a part of the conversation. You are sitting right here. But am I really a part of what's happening here? I mean, nah, you're, you're a prisoner. But, like, if you got any uh, suggestions, what would you so want to do if you are a captain? So neither of you are picking up what I'm putting down. Okay. Uh, if I were captain, I don't know, I'd put uh, chocolate milk in all the drinking fountains. Isn't that what people always say? Uh, That's fucking disgusting. That would curdle immediately. Oh, language. He gets on you about your language. And she points at Neris. Uh, Neris definitely does furrow his brow. Uh, he doesn't say anything, though. No, uh, he's used to it. It's, uh, kind of comes with the territory a bit with me. Oh, well, all right, if I can't... I don't think people would let me just steer the ship away while the, uh, the good old captain's off board. Why do you want to do things without the captain on board? Don't you like him? I mean, I hardly know the guy, but he's too... But he's your captain. Yeah, he's my employer. He's so, like, good and... <laughs> you like your captain. Of course I do. She's like a sister to me. Me and old bastard picked me out when I was at my lowest in my life, and she helped me. I mean... It's not like there isn't respect there. Ow, ow, too tight, too tight. You gotta respect your captain. And she respects me. I'm the best navigator on this sea. All right. Well, I am going to respect him by see if I can sneak into his quarters and I don't know, just have a little poke around. You do what you want to do, you big purple bastard. Live your best life, find your bliss. Do I get a sticker for being a good girl or a lollipop? I'm not really part of the good, uh, into the whole uh, bedside manner thing. I couldn't tell. And she looks up at Neris and goes, I'm sure he's wonderful with you though. Just kind of grins and it's very sharp. I don't fully understand a lot of what you talk about, 
But I do know that I don't think I like you. What? Here I was thinking I was forming some beautiful friendships as prisoner on this boat, mottled only by the presence of a bloody lycanthropic were-shark on my shoulder. But now it turns out I'm not making any friends at all. I'm bereft. Just lie me down, throw me in the ocean. I'd rather become one with the fishes. Oh, what a terrible life I lead. <laughs> yeah, well, you better hope the party goes well. Uh, don't throw that arm around. Uh, keep, uh, don't pull out the stitches. I'll try my best. I've got a little dragon that likes to run up my shoulders. We'll see if he likes it. Define little dragon. Well, like, uh, and she probably looks across as Eirik starts, like, trying to scrabble across the bridge of the boat. And she goes, well, like that? He's still on the dragon. Eirik! Eirik! I'm safe, baby. I'm safe. Oh, come here. Over touches. Oh, yeah, as he, uh, leaps into your arms she cradles him like you do a cat and like holds him like a little baby he's very chunky pseudo dragons are often quite sleek this one's clearly very young so he's very like round and chubby like a like a like a baby or like a kitten how did you ah how did you find such a creature. I rescued him from a giant spider in a forest. Well, that would probably do it. I just bought mine from a friend in an alley. You have a dragon? No, I have a toad. Oh, what's his name? His name is Toad. Ingenious. You've got any pets? And she looks at Elton. I don't know if I'd call him a pet, but there's a rat that lives in the kitchen. Does the rat have a name? The name's a rat. <laughs> she just looks between the two of them again and goes like, I feel like I'm missing out on some sort of joke here. Given the timing of uh, Eirik getting back, I think it's probably about this time that Tibble, Janice, and Fishman arrive back on the Polaris. Yeah, as Tibble um, lands on the deck, um, he approaches over to where um, the three of them are, and he's like, um, Nereslad, uh, can you send a message down to Kara and tell her to unload the cannons? They won't be needed today. No, it's like one of the, and he does like a head gesture, um, messages, you know, not like on your feet with the head, the magic. I am doing that. I, I get it. I will message. Good lad. <laughs> um, and he takes a couple of steps back and stands behind Alton um, and does 
the same message that he did before, or the same motions that he did before, um, and messages down below deck, passes on the um, the information to unload the cannons. And he um, he looks up to where Loren is sitting. He's like, "Now, Loren, lass, I tried my hardest. I really did. I fought tooth and nail, but unfortunately." You are going to have to stay with your employer. You would have made a great co-navigator with Fishman here, but I get it now. I'm glad you do. And thank you for fighting Tibble. But you know for a fact I can't leave her stranded in the middle of the ocean. And she kind of stands up again and straightens her shoulders as Eirik climbs up and chucks next to her head and kind of nuzzles in. And she goes... She'd be lost without me. And she goes to walk back onto her ship. No hard feelings. No hard feelings. Definitely a hard shoulder. If I wake up in the morning and I'm a shark, I'm sending you a bill for it. That's fair. Lorraine, love, before you go... Try to kill any of my crew, and it won't just be your shoulder. Let's not have this repeat again, all right, love? I'll be seeing you. It was wonderful to see you again. She gives a little two-fingered salute and just goes, Captain's orders, and then heads off, yelling like, have fun on your little love boat! And then she heads to her ship. I'll tell Kara you said hi. Oh, do! I have been trying out her pie recipe. It's really good. Hi. I'll give you the next one next time. See you at port. Or See you at port. Captain, the, uh, the ship is all... Uh... It's all in order. Hey, no, no severe injuries or anything. I'm sure you did a good job. Thanks for patching her up. No problem. As long as she keeps that wound clean, hopefully uh, she'll live. Something tells me she'll be all right. Nurse, thanks for keeping watch. And so, as the two ships part ways, uh, the Polaris going, continuing on towards their mission destination, and the Red Phoenix going who knows where, uh, we come to the close of our episode for this week. I would like to thank Zoe and Emily for joining us to kick off this campaign. They'll be popping up every now and again, but uh, they won't be as regular a fixture of this one as, as the rest of the party. Right. Thanks for playing with us, guys. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, guys. And thank you again, listeners, for listening. If you enjoyed these series, please tell your friends about it, tweet about it, message people about it. That's how we get word of mouth, and more people will listen to us. Yes. And Zoe and Emily can come back and play play even more, but we'll see you next week for that.
Yeah, we'll only bring them back if you follow us on social media. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Tell us how curious you are about these scar- scarless sea dogs. <laughs> yes, and speaking of social media as well, uh, if you do like it, tell us. We um, we have most of our socials, both the, um, the Wyverns and Widow social, and we've got our own individual ones as well. Let us know. We, yeah, we want to hear as much as you guys what happens next. So, we yeah. You'll find everything in the description, whether it's down there, up there, wherever, wherever you find it. Um, you'll find all of us there. And even those of us that you will not find, trust me, we pass it on. Um, we see everything. We look for everything and we absolutely adore it. We hope you've enjoyed the start of this new adventure and the new characters. We love you very much. Yeah, and also found down in the, script, the description below if you want to support the podcast a little more than just sharing it around we do have merch through the redbubble store uh, of which there is a collection of new stuff uh for the new campaign um the extent of which not entirely sure we're recording this about three four months in advance Uh, it'll be there go check it out there'll be there'll be some new stuff um and there's also the Patreon if you want to, um, if you want to support us on an ongoing basis and get some uh, cool rewards. Uh, I just your time. I've just gone through the process of reging some some of the ways the Patreon works. Uh, my time. I'm doing that in the next couple of months, uh, ready for the the new campaign. Um, but just changing. Changing the way slightly that uh, the DM notes and homebrew roundups and stuff come out so that I can uh, get those out a bit more consistently to folks. Um, Or potentially upcoming in some more interesting ways. But yes, Uh, having said all that, Thank you all for listening and for joining us for the second episode of our new campaign. Uh, we appreciate every listen, every view, every follow. Uh, thank you for listening. Goodbye. Thanks, guys. Bye. 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 Keep on sailing. <laughs>
Yeah. Join the warlock family. Yeah, his soulmate dies, and then he has to become a warlock and blah, 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 blah trauma. Ugh. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> Not a game. Warlock. Warlock. Warlock.